How are you? I'm back. This is Oliver Fernandez with The Imperfect Entrepreneur. And I've been getting a lot of questions about how I think about investing. So I'm going to walk you through my thought process today. At the age of 26, my business was half a million dollars in debt. As an entrepreneur, you get pushed around. The question I faced was, how would I crawl out from underneath the debt and grow my business? The exciting part is, I have a multi-million dollar business now. But the truth is, there is no perfect entrepreneur. Join me and follow along as I share with you the mindset and business strategies needed to grow any company. My name is Oliver Fernandez. Welcome to The Imperfect Entrepreneur. So we were finally back in DC. This is our first week back at home for 2021. It was awesome traveling with the whole family, Leah and Liliana, and looking up and seeing them throughout the process of traveling through everywhere was brought many smiles to my face. And it always feels like Lily's growing up so fast. When we first left, uh, you know, she was just crawling just a little bit. She was just starting to navigate her way around. And now she's crawling everywhere, pulling up on everything, trying to stand at every moment. Um, so it's just unbelievable. So super excited about that. So when I was getting these questions about investing, um, my first thought went back to like thinking about like the coronavirus, right? And, you know, this was a situation that, um, affected so many people and caught so many people off guard. You know, it was just like totally came out of, out of left field and, there's people that got affected more throughout this process. Um, the people that got affected the most are people that, um, you know, had potential, had jobs, right? That had jobs that, you know, in industries that um, obviously got decimated by the coronavirus um, and, you know, couldn't keep that interaction. You know, like people who work from their computers and can go work from home you know, kept their jobs. People who had to be physically at a location and be in front of people. And um, those are the people that got like affected, right? Those are people that, um, you know, there wasn't any work to do anymore, right? Um, I mean, there was work to do, but that specific um, field was 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 shifted, right? Um, and those people, um, if they didn't plan properly, were, were, were stuck. You know, they were stuck. They were stuck from the standpoint of they were relying on, on the government or unemployment to, uh, to take care of them. They were relying on drawing money down from their 401ks to, to take care of them. They were, they were relying on, um, they were relying on, uh, little odd jobs to kind of bridge the gap. But like, if you think about it, the gap's almost been a year. The gap's almost been a year. It's now January, beginning of February, and it's almost been a year. Um, so how much longer can you hold on, you know, um, especially um, from a situation of if you're not investing? You know, if you're in a situation where you were relying on all those other sources, right, relying on relying on uh, your, you know, unemployment, relying on um, your drawdown on your 401k, 
that's a scary spot to be in right now. Because what happens when that money's dried up or it's gone? You know, um, you, it's a scary spot to be in. So, um, you know, there's also people on the other side of that, 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 you know, obviously their jobs didn't get impacted as much, but there's also people that invested. I mean, you see how the stock market has ripped. I mean, we're going through like the, one of the worst times in financial history. And all of a sudden we're getting some of the best financial results in financial history. I mean, businesses are, are at all time highs, you know, in terms of prices and I mean, we got trillion dollar companies, we got, you know, multi-billion dollar companies, even look at like Tesla, you know, Tesla beginning of like last year was like a $60 billion company. Now there's $600 billion, $600 billion. They're bigger than some of the biggest brands that have been around for over a hundred years. Um, and the people that invested in those, in those, in those companies, um, done, have done extremely well. Have done extremely well, and in the feeling they, you know, in this moment they feel confident. They feel they feel um, they feel like they can protect their family. They can protect their themselves, you know, and they 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 have the resources to do so. Whereas the other people, I mean, they're scared right now. You know, they're they're living day to day, week to week, um, not knowing where their next next paycheck is going to come from, and then that stress and that fear only allows them to even just think more about it because when you're under fear and you're under attack, you can only think about one thing. It's almost like tunnel vision. Um, and the feeling is just like, ah, stuck feeling like what, like not being able to get to where you want to get to, you know? Um, and it's because of the financial resources. So the way I always thought about like investing was, you have um you have you have your income right and um you want to invest or i specifically look to invest 40% of my gross income and i told my friend this the other day um and he was totally blown away he thought that was like 40% of the net no 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 40% of the gross income so if you're making $100,000 a year you're 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 putting aside and building up so you can get to that forty forty thousand dollars of your gross income, and you'll be like, some people will be like, "Hey, Oliver, like that's great, forty percent of my gross income, but that's a lot of money. Like, I don't have any money to live off of after I invest forty percent of my gross income." Well, what that really means is that now you what you really should be investing in is in your skills, because you need to increase your skills to increase your income. So that you can invest 40% of your gross income so that when the next coronavirus or the next thing that comes or the next financial crisis like 2008 comes, you're protected, you know? So just going back to the 40% of the gross income, right? Um, it may seem like a lot of money, but it's, it's a lot of money compared to what? It's a lot. It's It's not a lot of money if you increase – your, your income, and then you can, to a point where you can live off of what's remaining, right? So um, I, I once heard the story about Kobe Bryant, and he was asked, like, uh, to, if, he, if he could cut down this really big, uh, you know, 48-inch diameter tree. 
And, and somebody asked him like, Hey, Kobe, what would be your first thing that you would do if you had 24 hours to cut down this tree? And what he said was that he would spend the first 23 hours sharpening the ax, the first 23 hours sharpening the ax before he went to go cut down the tree. And what he meant by that was that it's not just about just doing something to be doing it, like just hitting the tree with an ax to be hitting the ax. Like he wants to hit that tree with the sharpest ax possible so that he gets the best results possible. So when I say like you want to go and um, sharpen your skills and and learn some high income s- skills to increase your income so that you can have the have the ability to invest 40% of your gross income. It's the same exact thing. Don't just hit the tree to just be hitting the tree. Hit the tree with sharpened skills so that you can actually get the results so that you can invest 40% of your gross income so that that investment later on in life is working for you instead of you working for it. And what I mean by it is you working for money. So um, after you've increased your skills, um, and you can do this as both an employee or as an entrepreneur. The reason why I personally like sharpening my skills as an entrepreneur is because once I sharpen my skills as an entrepreneur, I'm growing so much faster, right? I, I'm able to achieve so much more at a, at a greater pace than if I was working for someone um, but you can still get same similar results. You know, you if you if you all of a sudden can take all, on more responsibilities and you could show um, your employer how much more value you're adding. Obviously, you're going to be able to earn more, and then you're going to be able to potentially, um, you know, save forty percent of your gross income, right? Um, and then after I've increased my skills, what I'm doing is. Um, and this is after I've increased my skills, increased my um, my flow, my business, my company. Like it's it's to a point where I can hire team members and we can grow, and, and, it, and all of that stuff is sustainable, right? Because um, that's you know I'm, I'm first investing in my mindset so that I have skills to be able to generate a flow of income. I'm then looking to build my team, invest in those and and in, in those team members, um, so that my 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 flow of income is um is more stable. And then once all of that is, is, is moving forward, I'm then looking to uh, invest in uh, multifamily real estate. And the reason why I'm looking to invest in multifamily real estate is for a number of reasons. Reason number one is that um, the way multifamily real estate is valued is it's valued off of the, the net operating income that it generates. So the net operating income is it's pretty simple. It's it's you have your income, which is all your rents. Like it's be rent from the apartment. You can get parking rent. You can get um, y- utility reimbursement. Um, like when your tenant has a uh, electric bill or water bill, and they're reimbursing the the owner. That's your income, right? And then you subtract all your expenses. You have taxes. You have insurance. You have um, you have repairs and maintenance, right? And whatever is left over is your your net operating income or your NOI. So the that then is then um, divided by a capitalization rate, which will then give you the value of your property. And the capitalization rate is determined based on the area your 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 your, your property is located in. 
And the higher the cap rate, the higher risk of the area. The lower the cap rate, the lower risk of the area. Um, so I, I invest in areas where there's like a five or six cap. So I would take my net operating income and divide it by, you know, five or six percent. Right. And then I would get the value of my property. Whereas single family properties, they're value based off of the comps. So what that means is that if my neighbor's property goes up in value, then my property would go up in value. But if my neighbor's property goes down in value, then my property would go down in value. So you don't really have any control. So like you could never control the value of your property because it's always dependent upon what your neighbor's doing and what your neighbor isn't doing. So that's why I like multifamily real estate is because you have control. I'm in control over that net operating income. I'm in control over the income streams that I get at the property because I can go and install a patio and charge you know, 30, 40 more dollars extra a month for someone who wants to have a patio so they can have a dog and let them run out in the backyard. Um, so I can increase the income streams at my property, therefore increasing the value of my property. Um, the other reason why I like multifamily real estate is because it's extremely stable. It's real estate. It's real. I can go there. I can go visit the property. It's got real tenants. You know, these are real people that are working real jobs, living at my real building. Um, and I only invest in hundred plus unit buildings. Now um, I used to do like a lot of the duplex triplex stuff, but uh, you know, I always, I came to the understanding that, you know, when I have a duplex, if I lose one tenant, I'm 50% occupied. Whereas I invest in a hundred plus unit building, I lose 10 tenants. I'm still 90% occupied and I have 90 income flows coming into my property. Extremely stable. Right. And then the last and not least, my favorite thing of all, is that multifamily real estate cash flows so that later on in life, it will be generating money for me and working for me so that I'm not having to work my fingers to the bone and continue to grind it out um, from a me working standpoint. So um, I always um, – I always um, – I always – in the beginning, I'm always looking to increase my skills, right? Increase my skills so that I can invest 40% of my gross income. Once I got into a point where I can invest 40% of my gross income, then I'm looking to invest that in um, something that has potential to grow because the returns are really great with multifamily real estate, but then that's something that's also extremely stable because I'm doing this for my family, my, uh, you know, my, my daughter, my, uh, my, my community. Right. So I don't want something that's one day is flying high. And then the next day is, 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 is depleted and it's gone. Right. I want something that's extremely stable, um, a, co- a foundation, you know, I'm a, I'm a builder, I'm a contractor. So I understand how buildings are built. They start, they started with the foundation and the buildings that are the tallest have a really, really, really deep foundation a really strong foundation built with concrete rebar and it's deep. It's deep into the ground. It's extremely stable. So that's how I build my foundation is with um, the multifamily real estate. But first things first, we got to invest 40% of our gross income. And if we're not at the point where we can invest 40% of our gross income, we have to sharpen our skills. We have to invest in our, in our, in our minds so that we can get better at what we need to get better at so that we can increase that income number, the big income number, the gross income number, so that we can invest 40% of that so that later on in life, 
we're not still working for money. Money's now working for us. Let me know if you enjoyed it. Let me know um, how you're investing. Drop in the comments if this was, if the 40% was like, wow, I never really thought about 40% of gross income. That's the big number. If you're making $100,000 a year, that's the gross income, not the net, what you actually take home. Let me know if that's, uh, if that was more than you expected or less than you expected in the comments or reach out to me. Um, with love, keep putting one foot in front of the next and continue to build your legacy. Thank you for listening to The Imperfect Entrepreneur. Please remember to subscribe and leave feedback. 